Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, believe it by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Recruiting Animal here on October 17th, 2018. I want to just tell you something very briefly. Judy Taylor is a professor at the University of Toronto, right here in town. She watches a TV show called Friday Night Lights. I've never watched it, but I know it's on Netflix. And she was impressed, she says, by a character on that show named Coach Taylor, no relation to her. It's just a, a character on a show. And this guy, according to her, is bossy and abrupt, but the characters on the show like him, and they follow his instructions. And this surprised her uh, to no end because she thinks it's important to be a, a good listener and collaborative and inclusive. And she says, you know what? That's a lot of work. It's a lot of hard work. But Coach Taylor doesn't have to do that and he gets results so she decided to act like coach taylor for two weeks just to see what would happen and you know what her life started to work better when students would ask her for alternatives to an assignment they didn't like she said not gonna happen and you know what they did what she wanted and when her own kids at home bugged her she said look Here's how it's going to go. And you know what? It worked like a charm. But you know what? She still wasn't happy. Yeah, and I'll tell you why. Because she thinks that people are ready to accept this kind of tyrannical leadership because they're used to being dominated by entitled white men. And it might work, she says, but that doesn't make it right. So I started asking myself, what white men do I know in recruiting, you know, Glenn Cathy, Jeremy Roberts, do they fit the image of this cartoon character Judy Taylor has chosen to represent all men? What about the characters played by Samuel Jackson, right? Are they sensitive communicators? And what about women? Judy implies that they all think like her, but does that strike you as true? So I want you to keep those questions in mind as you listen to my guest for today on Jerry. Jerry! What show is The this? Recruiting Animal I want to thank my sponsors, Honeit, H-O-N-E-I-T, 
the online interview technology. Hire Tool, H-I-R-E-T-U-A-L, for sourcing tool, and PC Recruiter, the Swiss Army knife of recruiting software. Now, Jerry uh, isn't here today. Uh, <laughs> surprise, surprise. He rarely shows up anymore. Uh, but you know what? His wife posted a picture of the two of them, and I was going to ask him if he cuts his own hair. But, you know, oh, now I can't. <laughs> anyway, my guest showed up. I know that. His name is Joe Mullings, M-U-L-L-I-N-G-S. I'm going to do a formal introduction of him in a few minutes. I'm just going to get right down to the questions uh, because last week, you know, I did some singing. People didn't like it. They said, where's the show? Where's the beef? So, Joe, I'm going to start asking questions, and we'll uh, introduce you a little later. Is that okay? You got it, Adam. I'll go for it. Louder! Louder, please! Got- <laughs> Don't screw the show up now, okay? You got all that fancy yeah, equipment. I saw the pictures. Put your mouth I'm near the mic. I'm trying to give you free press. I'm trying to give you free press. Go for it. Okay. It couldn't be what the equipment you- on your side, could it? I don't think so, but you might be right. Okay, let's look. Go. Anyway, let's go. What do you think? And these are real issues. Don't tell me they're not. What do you think about yoga pants at work? What if someone came in for an interview in yoga pants or turned up at your client's office for her first day in in yoga pants? What would you say? Whoa, 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 whoa. Why does it have to be a her? Well, there was an article published by a guy. But why does it have to be a her? Why can't it be a guy? I mean, either way, I'm good with yoga pants. I'm good with yoga pants. I wear wear yoga pants on my overseas flights. I wear them when I go to... When I go to Europe, I wear them. I want you to publish some pictures of those, okay, of you in yoga pants, okay? You I don't it. know any men who wear yoga pants, and I see girls all all the time on the street in yoga pants, okay? Got it. So now you derailed that question. So it's not a, okay, what, well, I'll, I'll turn the tables on you. I don't care if it's a man or a woman. Are yoga pants okay at work? Uh, in my scenario, yes, it is. They're totally okay at work. Okay, so if your candidate came in for a uh, an interview wearing yoga pants, is that okay with you? Yeah, it, as long as I don't violate my own rule in the first five minutes of any, any interview. The first five minutes of any interview, I neither like or dislike somebody because I then spend the rest of the interview justifying that. So if somebody comes in with yoga pants and I like or dislike yoga pants, they could be biased. So, no, if they come in, I take them first five minutes, ten minutes, and then I decide after that, if it's the yoga pants or them. Okay, so that's your rule. I, I, I didn't see that coming. So you have a rule that you're going to suspend judgment on everybody for the first five minutes. You know you've got biases, but you deliberately say, hey, I'm going to set these aside as much as I can for five minutes and, and focus on whatever this person's got. Am I right about that? 100% correct. Well, how long have you been doing that? Mm, about 10 or 15 years, uh, and I had and you, to because I'm uh-huh. biased as hell. Um, I'm uh-huh. biased towards athletes. I'm biased towards certain kind of haircuts. I'm biased towards uh, previous experience, and I found that I made some really lousy decisions by going with my bias and then justifying them because I'm headstrong. And so what I learned to do is be disciplined enough not to have a bias in the first five minutes and let the outcomes declare it, and that has worked really well for me. Okay, so you've actually had people come in that you know you wouldn't like, but because you were conscious of that, you actually gave room to to yourself to like them and and found out that you did. Is that correct? Correct. 
Hmm, interesting. Okay, now let me ask you a question, switching gears. I think this article was published on LinkedIn, the one about yoga pants, by a recruiter, if I remember his name correctly, Andy Martin. And, man, there was so much flack about him. He was telling women there's five reasons not to wear yoga pants. Number one was uh, vaginitis and some other kind of infections that they might get. Uh, number two was that it's too sexy. People are going to be staring at you. It's going to take their mind off work. I can't remember what the, the others were. Anyway, this guy deleted the article. If you try to follow links to the original article from the articles that complain about it, it doesn't go anywhere. I think if he attracted so much attention, he might have been able to use that attention to his advantage, even if people didn't like what he had originally said. What do you say from a social media marketing point of view? Depends what his goals were of the article, right? So awareness and attention are good or bad. Uh, it depends on how he, had, he had written that article. Um, I, I personally believe that all attention – depending what you do after you get it, is super valuable. Okay, so how could he have turned – so obviously, like, I'm, I'm, i got to tell you something. I'm sure that there's a huge number of companies out there that don't want people wearing yoga pants to work, and there's a lot of people who, uh, you know, individuals who are workers who don't think it's okay to wear yoga pants to work. So, but the ones who took offense were very loud. Uh, what, how could he have, you know, helped himself – with that animosity directed towards him rather than just deleting it and, and making himself invisible. It depends what way? his end game was. Yeah, it depends what He's his end game was. He's a recruiter. You, know, you, you, oh, you like telling us what our end games are. We want to make ourselves uh, well-known to the markets that we're working in. Yes, it depends on – I didn't read the article, so it's hard for me to walk out of that Okay, well, moving on, moving on, moving on, moving on. Let me just see if Go. there's any other people who've come here. Okay. 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 Now, uh, what about Elizabeth Warren? Would you pre present her as a diversity candidate? I would. Okay. Maybe not now after this exposure, but beforehand, why not? I, I would. What about you? Uh, I think when it comes to Warren, I don't have any opinion on Elizabeth Warren. Um, I have full support of diversity candidates, but I don't look at diversity, quite honestly, animal as a skin color or a religion or uh, 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 sort of uh, uh, a heritage background. I, diversity is diversity, diversity of thought, diversity of belief. So I'm not tied into the classic uh, white person's definition of diversity. How's that for an answer? That's not a good answer, although that's a that's good my dodge. Answer, <laughs> that's a good dodge, but it's not a good answer because uh, diversity has uh, legal implications and um, – and you're supposed to be hiring uh, scenario people demographically. Diversity. Scenario di dictates diversity. Is 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 a Latino a diverse uh, 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 person in South Miami, or are they diversity in L.A.? Uh, is a white person a diversity candidate uh, in Chicago? Okay, let's move on. Let's move on. I don't okay. want to debate this. I know you're wrong. I know right. you're dodging I you were issue, and that's fair. See, and, you know, this reflects back to Andy Martin. Sometimes it's better to dodge a bullet than try to manage it, okay? And that's probably the best way. I don't live in the United States. I don't have any worries about this. If you were Canadian, today is the day that marijuana becomes legal in Canada, all over Canada. 
So if you were Canadian, and there's all kinds of specialized, high-quality marijuana being produced just for today. I mean, this is, this is a big deal here, okay? So if you were Canadian, would you consider giving marijuana instead of a bottle of scotch as a congratulation gift to a newly hired candidate? Ooh, really good question. I'm not going to dodge that one. So I have a house in Telluride, Colorado. When I go out there, I do visit um, the shops. Um, but I, to strangers, I do not give gifts of alcohol uh, because I don't know what their struggle is, just in case, or what their taste is, if they do like it. So I probably wouldn't send them any pot or gummies okay, or anything Okay, but you like know that. what? The way you describe yourself, I mean, nobody who you're going to actually place is going to be a stranger to you. Okay, I'll, that's my that's my counter to that. Although, Ooh, good one. Uh, nice one. I think you no, I think you had a good answer. Uh, and I never yeah. knew really how to say Telluride properly until this actual <laughs> minute. Okay, so now we're going to actually introduce Joe. His name on Twitter is Joe Mullings, J-O-E-M-U-L-L-I-N-G-S. His company is called The Mullings Group. They focus on, correct me if I'm wrong, surgical technology. That's your industry. Am I right about that? Medical device industry. Okay. And uh, you run an office with how many people? Was it eight or something like that? We now have 26 employees, of which 12 are on the floor recruiting. Okay. And six of them are just involved in creating mixed media content for your social media marketing. That's something very distinctive about you. Am I right? Is it six? Correct. I'm looking at one, two, three, four, five, six. And then I would say two are floaters, yeah, because two of them are data uh -huh. scientists. So we're now bringing data scientists into it, but they're not media people, but they're data scientists. We're adding how, do they, how do they climate. help you with your social media marketing? Tell us uh, very briefly. My agency the, people? The, the we call them the agency here. Oh, the data scientists? So yeah. I, believe, I believe that there's an enormous amount of data that um, is tossed out after each search. And I think that's a huge mistake. Uh, so there are platforms out there like, and this is not a commercial, I'm, I just signed up for like Candidate ID, that you can use a back-end system that will allow you to leverage the data, all the work you put into talking to 100 people, sourcing eight to go out, and one finally gets the offer, but you disregard the other 99 after the search is done. I think there's an enormous amount of data out there and a bespoke post-process ongoing engagement and or nurturing that takes okay, place. Okay, you know what? You're getting too verbose. Let me just cut through that. First of all, Go. you can plug candidate. You can plug candidate ID all you want. I'm not plugging want. anything. I, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm just saying, I, they're a friend of the show. Adam W. Gordon, the CEO there, is a friend of the show. You're here because he introduced you to me, okay? I like candidate ID, and you said in one of your articles, why would you spend all that time, money, and effort engaging individuals you know, when you do a search, you meet a lot of people, only one gets placed. Why would you spend the time meeting all those people and not have a process that keeps you close to them and constantly bringing them value, okay? That's what you say. I didn't know that you had a pipeline, but obviously you try to maintain contact with all these people. Uh, you want to tell me right now what, uh, what structure you use to, to do that? Because sure. Candidate, so, ID just Candidate ID just measures the receptiveness of your pipeline 
to your ongoing messages. What are you using, an email list? How are you uh, distributing or staying in physical contact with those people? So we we tend to, Animal, use tools differently. So we use LinkedIn different than most people do. So uh, I wouldn't put it in a conventional answer. My answer to you straight up is we're using Candidate ID on the back end to offer up information to candidates a couple ways. One is we see what people want to uh, review post-process with us, so we create a landing page. That landing page is bespoke to either a structural heart person, interventional cardiology person. Are you not English? You're not English. Bespoke means custom-made. I've never heard anybody who wasn't talking about an English tailor who said bespoke. Well, where did you get that? Are you just trying to show off how smart you are? I'm sorry that I'm using words that are a little larger than your current vocabulary, but it is an appropriate word. Okay. Hold on a second. Michael G. Cox, are you on the line? I see you're criticizing me on Twitter. Are you on the line today? Yes, I am. Okay, look, if you think I'm spending too long on a question, just interrupt. You know how it works. You don't have to criticize me someplace where I don't see it, okay? I see you, it ten minutes after I'm finished. You had he me said muted. Uh, okay. <laughs> okay. Hold on a second. Wait a sec. Joe, did I spend too much time talking about yoga pants? You know, like it's an irrelevant issue? Uh, yeah, you did. Okay. <laughs> it's true, man. <laughs> okay. Okay. Anyway, so everybody's got an idea. We're going to go back to uh, everybody's got an idea. Well, how, so hold on a second. Yeah, let me go back to what we were just talking about. How do you, so you, let's say you talk to 50 people on a search. One of them gets placed. The other 49, and maybe even the person you just placed, how do you stay in touch with them? Uh, sorry, I was paying attention to Twitter. I didn't hear a word you said. Yeah, that's fine. So what we do is we will, let's just say they were uh, a search for uh, 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 an interventional cardiology device, right? And they were all engineers. What we'll do is we will follow, follow up with them. So anybody in our firm that either telephone interviews or face-to-faces with a client gets a handwritten note directly from our organization. So that's one way we stay in touch with them, thanking them for working with us. The second thing that we do is we will reach out to those 49 people and we'll say, listen, we know that you're in the interventional cardiology space. We want to offer up content that is either industry-specific and or interview-specific or negotiation-specific. We'll shoot that to them on text, and we'll shoot that to them on email. We'll also give them the chance to say, hey, I'd like to also look at surgical robotics. Can I select the content from that? My team builds landing pages, and my agency creates content, either video, short, long-form uh, copy, and that goes out to them on a regular basis. What we can do with candidate ID what percentage is we of people, can, what What percentage of people reply to those first of all those handwritten notes it's too 19th century for me okay i don't i don't see any value in that but let's just put it aside okay these emails and texts that you're sending out to them saying we want to stay in touch with you uh what uh, what percentage respond to you out of 50 people let's say how many are going to uh, come get back to you and say okay because of our firm because of our firm it probably indexes around 25 to 30 percent that's all that's yeah. all yeah. Why don't you just send it out anyway and let them ignore it or, or, or tell you not to or unsubscribe? Why, why ask? Because that's lazy and that's spamming. Does anybody who's on the line agree that they, uh, he should ask before he sends it out? 
anybody agree with Joe or do they agree with me, just send it. He's already got a relationship with them. He doesn't have to ask. Nobody wants to what, say what anything. Would be okay. the, what, what's, what would be so wrong about asking in your mind, Animal? He, he, asking, it's 70% of them get the chance to say no or not respond. Okay? And, and You're slitting the, your the, own throat the, the by 25, asking them. You're, go ahead. But the 25 yeah, but to 30% you're to animal, you're say Animal, you're taking yes, the approach, you're taking the approach of not servicing. Joe, please, I've got to tell you, Michael G. Cox, you show up once every few months. Michael G. Cox is here every week. I've got to give him a little uh, air time, go ahead, okay? Go for it. Go for it. What were you saying? Your, your level of engagement with the 20 or 30% that do say yes is going to be much higher. Thank you. The seventy percent you. you probably lost anyway. Thank you. I, I, I don't. Thank I don't. Okay. So we have no. You know what? Your data scientist could actually give us some, uh, do some A/B testing or experiments. And that's on exactly that. why I hired two data scientists to do this for us. Okay. We came back to that. To I'm that. Finally. Spitballing it right now. Okay. How about uh, is Joe? Is the show going okay? I'm finding everything interesting. Am I am I asking good questions yet, or uh, you know, am I yeah. doing you Bring know up. letting things go, go downhill Bring like uh, like Michael G. Cox is, is is implying? You know, the Jerry didn't show up to stab me in the back, so I don't know. Okay, I'm going to do an ad. I'm going to do an ad for Honeit. H O N E I T. Honeit.com is phone interview technology. It records your interviews and turns the key questions and answers into separate audio clips to help hiring managers quickly hear the motivation, the personality, and the enthusiasm that the recruiter just heard. When you can share a story with a hiring manager in the candidate's own voice, you know what it speaks? It speaks volumes about what that candidate is saying. You know, you can't get that from a resume or a recruiter's report. So if you want to get a hiring manager excited about your candidate, share some of the sizzle with HoneIt.com. And you know what? If you like reading better than listening, it automatically turns the interview into a transcript as well. H-O-N-E-I-T.com. Okay, Michael G. Cox, is, am I on the right track here, or you know, should I switch gears? I'm, I'm asking you. I'm liking it now that you got past the yoga pants and the silliness of that. Okay, uh, okay, I got to tell you, yoga pants got a bigger reaction than uh, anything, <laughs> than anything, anything else. I mean, everybody had something to say about that. Okay, so sort of the, I wanted to lead off with Joe's got a, a term he did offended Jerry last time, but Jerry's not here, and I, th- I, I like it. It's called kitchen table recruiter, and that's a, a recruiter who works out of his or her own home uh, wearing a bathrobe or uh, yoga pants, whatever suits them, or pajamas, whatever suits them, right? And Joe spends a huge amount of money having these six people follow him around with cameras and and mics, and he spends 30 hours a week writing uh, articles and uh, little, uh, I don't know what you you call them, breadcrumbs, I guess. I would call them uh, pep talks, little pep talks, and his picture is all over the place. That's kind of the part I like best. Everything has his picture plastered on it or a video with him talking. He's a good speaker. And so you get the impression Joe Mullings is the guy. You don't just get the impression, oh, there's a company. This is the guy. It's got a lot of impact. At least I I would do it differently for me, but I like the way he has impressed his image 
on his industry. So he was going to tell us today how the kitchen table recruiter, the little person, can do something similar to what he does, you know, at a, a reduced cost. Is that is that fair, Joe? Yeah, I can uh, offer that. By the way, I'm going live right now on Twitter because I can do two things at once while we're on the show. No, you can't. So, you shouldn't do that. But go ahead. Go ahead. Criticize right. me. I don't care. If Michael no, G. Cox cool. is doing it already. See? All right. So your question was, is the kitchen table recruiter, can the kitchen table recruiter use this type of uh, effort on the social platform? Is that right? Okay, yeah. And so the, the social, what you're doing is branding yourself personally for your market on a regular, ongoing basis so that your goal is to turn your cold calls into warm calls. So when you call somebody, they know who you are already, and they answer that phone. Correct. That's the thesis. Go ahead. Shoot. So if, if you're a kitchen table recruiter, I did not put the yoga pants or the robe on the person. You did, but that's cool. Um, you don't need a full Amy Miller role. did. She said that okay. she does some of her best work in a bathrobe. Okay? Go ahead. I'm not even going to go there. Let me keep going. So if it was you in a bathrobe, that would be a bad scratch my eyes out. Amy Miller in a bathrobe might be different experience, but, hey, that's just me. So what you can do is you don't need a film crew all the time. And, and some people shouldn't put, quite honestly, there are cover bands out there that cover great songs, and then there is original writers. And sometimes cover bands just suck at original rights, so maybe they shouldn't put out originals. But the original writers are the ones who really get the most coverage. And the same thing on the social platform. I put out something, if you go to my LinkedIn profile, and I did it for the show on Monday, I took information out in the public domain on a company called Flexdex up your neck of the woods actually in Detroit area f l e x d e x dot com and i put i took a couple articles about the surgical robotics world that are in the public domain i took a couple videos that Flexdex put out in the public domain i had a landing page created i put a little breadcrumb you call them pep talks but breadcrumbs have a bunch of bodies to them talking about the position description and I aggregated all the information that might be of interest to a potential candidate who follows me on LinkedIn onto my LinkedIn feed. And now they can go there. They can see, I think it's six or seven pieces that are an article and or a video. And that pulls them in a little further, creates what I call a lean-in for the individual to say, hey, I'm going to call Joe on this. I'm not going to send my resume in, but I'm going to call Joe. Or when my call goes out, and we've got the followers, they already said, ah, yeah, I saw the Flexdex thing. Thanks for calling. So that is social strategy that doesn't require a big spend, does require some legwork on yours, your end. It took me about an hour and 10 minutes on a Sunday, and I put that out there, and it does tremendously increase the A to B, or I'm sorry, the B to A and the C to B calls in the industry. So you don't need a film crew. You don't need to be a great writer. You don't need to be an original writer or an original performer, and some people just shouldn't. But getting all the info in aggregate out in social and then putting it on your LinkedIn feed, it's a home run. Okay. So all you did in that case, and I looked at it, uh, and, and, and thanks uh, all for the you question, did was really by the way. I had some. I had some spell check in there. Thanks for the uh, uh, okay. help on that. Okay. okay. All, all, all you did was borrow uh, some uh, of the marketing material that the uh, company is putting out already, and instead of sending people to the company website, you appropriated it 
onto your landing page, uh, and you set it up the way you wanted it set up. So it would blast them with these six pieces of information. Is that right? Yeah, I don't, and so I don't send them to the page because I want to control the journey. And, and what we do always, Animal, is I talk about two things. I talk about the market in general, surgical robotics. And if you look at the posting, this is the psychology that went behind it. You always need to talk about the market first. Don't get hung up on the company. You have to show that the market has tremendous promise. And then what you do is you put the product or the service on how it serves that promise or that gap or white space in the market. And then that's how you drive your content. And then I can control the journey or the thought process of the individual. And all that information, by the way, was not on their web page. One of it was an article about a partnership between Olympus and Flexdex. One was about a career in surgical robotics. Two were videos that the organization had up online. And so people are lazy. You have to make it easy for them to say, huh, yeah, I might look at that on my LinkedIn page. Also, what I do is I give it to my recruiters, so when they do get somebody on the phone with an outbound call, they now have that all in aggregate as another use of that tool to send to the individual who just listened to the pitch on the phone call. Okay, so when you say you have to start with the market itself, you, and then you made a mention of, uh, I think, the career path or, or, or the career path, the potential product, how the product, how the product addresses the market need. Okay, but I mean, a minute ago, you said you've got something about careers for people in robotics or something like that. I want to know when you say you're discussing the, the market, how do you, what, what, what's in there? What's in that discussion? The, the, the number one thing I think a headhunter needs to do is talk to a candidate about where the puck is going to be, the old Gretzky, especially being a Canadian, you'll love that. So that, most recruiters don't do that. They settle on the here and now. Whenever we present something or whenever we, whenever we present something, we try to talk about, here's what we like about this market over the next three years. And you should care about that because your career is more important three years from now than it is today. And so when, whenever we present an opportunity, we talk about what is that market, what does that market look like today, what's the promise of that market in three years. And so okay, we do that. Okay, so when that, you're talking, hold on, let's make it concrete. When you're talking about this flex deck and their yeah. market, what is it yeah. you said, or, or what, 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 yeah. what is it the article that you published said about that market? I, I'm really curious. Yep, sure. So Flexdex is in a market that is an alternative to surgical robotics. All right, so I'm going to take this real linear. And what they have is a very clever design that empowers the surgeon without needing a robot. So that's number one. Number two is the surgical robotic market is estimated to be a $22 billion a year market in about three years. A lot of people want to get into surgical robotics who are in med tech already or not even in med tech, maybe in automotive, but it's very hard to make the jump from automotive or non-robotic right over to the robotic. So what you need to do is you need to create an opportunity for them to have a stone to jump on before they go all the way over to robotics. So what we're doing on the representation of this piece is, look, you're in automotive, you're in Detroit, you don't want to move. Here's a company that is in the outlying area of surgical robotics. It's mechanisms, kinematics, it's interventional surgical uh, uh, device that surgical robotic uh, uh, clinicians would use in absence of a robot. 
But we know because the surgical robotic market looks for people with those skills, that's a really good transition to take that job for two years and then leverage that into the surgical robotic market, which is a $23 billion market in three years. So we Okay, did you actually this- say that in the article that, look – uh, this, you know, if, if just like you said, you're in, you're in automotive, you want to get uh, over to this uh, surgical robotics. This is a good stepping stone. Did you say that in the article? Yeah, in so did, many, did yes, anybody in so many words. Yes, in the breadcrumb. If you look at the first, uh, 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 I'm going from memory now, but if you look at the first couple lines, it infers, and again, memory. Look, there's more ways than one to get into the surgical robotics market. Here's one of them, and then the rest uh-huh. of the breadcrumb reads into that. Okay, uh, so that's the discussion of the market. The, uh, the kitchen table recruiter himself actually showed up, to my great surprise. Does anybody want to say There's a lot of people on the line now. The lines are all open. Anybody want to ask a question or say something to Joe Mullings? Nope. He's telling kitchen table recruiters what they could do. Nope. Hey, animal. Anything? Yeah, hi, Joe. I mean, not, I mean Jerry. Yeah, do you oh, want to say something? Joe. Yeah, do you want to say something? Hi, Joe. Doesn't matter. You want to say something? Just hello, uh, is that it? Hi, Joe. <laughs> hey, what's okay. up? How are you doing? Yeah. Uh, I just okay, got to do an ad. Meeting. Yeah, I'm slipping on the McAllister's uh, Deli ice water at the moment. Yeah, okay. Okay. We already what talked about you, Jerry. We already that talked about you. This is real lively here. You missed it, okay? You missed I'll it. Miss. Okay. Jerry, what do you do, Jerry? I'm glad you showed up, Jerry. Okay, I got to do an ad. Let me do an ad He's and get back today. to Joe. Okay, He's let me struggling. do an ad and get back to Joe. He is okay, struggling. there's a lot of recruiting. This happens a lot of times, and I'm, I, you know, I've, I'm an observer, Jerry, a fan, and a participant in the show. Okay, look, this Jerry, you need to renegotiate your contract. Jerry, you need, you need to renegotiate your contract. With shows like this, you clearly need to renegotiate your contract. Yeah, yeah I know. I, I, I think we should have just waited just maybe another couple of months, let people started thinking and missing Joe kind of thing. But that's just that's just me. I'd just say it's yeah. too soon. Yeah, okay, thanks. Okay. We covered everything just two weeks ago, didn't we? Please, Jerry, don't wreck the show, okay? I was saying how good it was that you, you couldn't bug me. Yeah, okay. Look, recruiting animal here for PC Recruiter. I want to tell you something. There's a lot of recruiting software out there, and people, these HR people, they're always wanting to try something new. They're very fickle. Any shiny new, you know, uh, tech, wow, I want to try that. The grass is always greener. So they switch around. So if you're in the recruiting software business, you've got to be smart and make it easy for people to switch from their current recruiting software to you to try you out and you know what at pc recruiter they are smart it's very easy to switch from whatever you're using right now to pc recruiter they offer two types of data conversions that's what they call it when you make a switch one is fast and simple the other is custom made for you or should i talk like joe and say it's bespoke for you just like a custom-made suit you know you might prefer one you might prefer the other that's up to you okay and i gotta tell you if you left pc recruiter to try something simpler and you found that you're missing some of the future the features that pc recruiter had that the simple software doesn't don't be afraid to come back they're going to welcome you with open arms because they love boomerang customers so again don't be shy because you know what if you're a recruiter PC Recruiter loves you. So check them out, please, at pcrecruiter.net. Okay, back to 
Joe Mullings. Okay, so you told us that uh, the um, the kitchen table recruiter can create a landing page, uh, gather some information from various sources, the client's uh, uh, own website, articles that mention uh, the client, or just talk about the industry or market that the client is in. You know, put it all together on a special uh, landing page and uh, use that to entice people. Uh, but what about what you do, Joe? I mean, you like to have pictures of yourself taken. You're a muscle man. Uh, I, I, one day we'll get into your background in, in mixed martial arts or whatever. But, you know, you look pretty good in, in a suit. You, you don't have your gut hanging out or anything like that. What about if someone is sort of soft and round? Should they stay out of the picture? No, I, I think your brand is your brand, and, and, and I think that uh, if you have something to say, not many people really care what you look like as long as you're saying something good, and I think there's all kinds of examples of that in every market all over the place. So if, if, it, if, it, if it's an added value, it's an asset, um, absolutely should do it. If you feel comfortable doing it and people at least don't run from it, yeah, why not? Okay, hold on a second. Uh, uh, well, with your marketing, I think the visual side is very, very important. And obviously you agree, or you wouldn't be publishing all those pictures and videos. Am I right? Yeah, correct. I think it, I think it helps me, and I think what it does is allows me to get my message out and refine my message. You know, in front of the camera, really needs you need to own your shit. And if you're going to put out a piece of content or you're going to put out a picture, it's got to be high quality. It, it, it shouldn't be something or all the time that isn't high quality. So what we want is the same the same product quality that we put out in the public domain with our messaging. We hope that people believe translates over to their experience working with yeah, us. Yeah, you know, you're, you're going off the rails. Okay, I'm I asked not. if it's good it's to use pictures. Connected. I asked if it's good to use pictures, and now you're talking about something without any reference to my original question. This is a show. Yes, people Adam, want to have takeaway information, pictures. okay? There's an yeah, audience out there. It's good to have pictures. It's good to have pictures. Okay, and uh, and these days people can you you just you don't have to have a crew like you do of professionals. You could have a camera on your phone and take pictures of yourself, or have someone that they take pictures of you. Is that right? Absolutely, half my pictures are iPhone pictures. Oh yeah, okay. Because wherever you are, I mean, you published on your LinkedIn profile your travel schedule for the next couple of months, it looks like to me, or the next few months, and, and just like a rock band. And, uh, and you, uh, you've got pictures of yourself with all these people at all the places you go, uh, with, you know, sometimes with uh, some text beside them. Am I right about that? Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm out typically in industry-related activities or uh, I'm asked to present or speak or I'm out with a client with a really cool tech. And when I highlight a client's tech, it helps their business and helps their hiring and mission. So, yeah, I absolutely bring that. That's part of the asset that we bring to the table for myself as well as the individuals who rep in the company. So, yeah, okay, there's so typically let's say a someone is a kitchen coming. table recruiter. Someone is a yeah. someone, you know, an imaginary person. Nobody here is a kitchen table yeah. recruiter uh, placing hey, IT contractors, okay? And they have yeah. a client. Uh, should they go over to that company's business and get themselves a, a, a picture beside whatever it is they're making, whether it's pumps or uh, valves, uh, and then write something about that industry or that company uh, beside the picture and publish that? I, I, Animal... Media and, and 
So the answer is media and one post doesn't stand on its own. It's really a chorus of content. So if that's your single move and that's it, and then you don't do that for five more weeks, it's a waste of time. If, if you really are putting an effort in and in a chorus of content and intention, yeah, absolutely. If you're, a, if you're a contract recruiter who deals with valves and flow controls and you're building up a body of work, that is just one of the members of the chorus and content of you bringing really value to the market. Well, you, didn't listen, the you didn't listen. Uh, you didn't Go listen. Go ahead. You're, listen. you're placing IT people, and one of your IT. clients happens to be in the valve business, okay, Got or it. the pump business. It's a wide range. Uh, that's why I asked. So yes. it's not industry specific. It's profession Fine. specific. Fine. Okay. You can I'll be, answer. you know, I'll answer. doing I'll civil, answer. You know, go, go ahead. I'll answer. So yeah. as long as it works into the intention of what your message is to the market, you absolutely should post it. It is what words you associate with the picture. Picture means something entirely different with the words I put on it, same exact picture. So it depends what message I'm trying to put out and how that fits into the entire chorus of my messaging to the market. Okay, but the thing is, since you're in, in you know, surgical robotics or whatever, you can always have you know, uh, industry-specific products. This IT contractor uh, recruiter uh, is, is not going to be tied to any specific product. Should his or her pictures uh, be of, uh, you know, a, a room full of uh, computer monitors? Uh, I don't know. I'm try- I, I think those pictures are effective. I, I've looked. You've got like hundreds of them, <laughs> or at least 100 of them online. So, and, and, and it, after I finished looking at them, I, I felt I felt it. So I'm wondering if if the if you know somebody else could do that. But if they not are not in an industry like yours, what are they going to do to represent their special market? Uh, let's say civil engineers or again IT IT guys. Got do you it. have anything Got on it. that? I don't want to beat this, Michael yeah. G. Cox. You should have said something already. I know I'm beating this to death. I just you know Joe's resisting. I have to tackle him to the ground. Okay, here we go. So the answer is yes. Perhaps if you were a, a contractor who deals with software people in in any industry, maybe your 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 mission or your push is uh, uh, candidate advocacy, right? Because I think that's a big thing. I think too many people are on the tit of the company because the company pays the bill. And I think the big push needs to be pay, uh, uh, candidate advocacy, because if you can if you can get the candidates to believe in you, the clients then have to come to you. So if I was a generic software recruiter for contract, all of my content was indexed towards um, the individual advocacy or the candidate advocacy on stop the ghosting, on prepping properly for interviews, on on wearing yoga pants to interviews, right? I would make my content around that advocacy and how the companies are blowing it in the market, and it's going to absolutely end up slingshotting and killing them. So my answer to you is I would work my content around candidate advocacy in the marketplace. Um, okay, if so I in other words, what you're market. calling and confusing people with is your term you've picked up, candidate advocacy, just career tips, is essentially, like you did. No. You've got a picture. Hold on. You've got a picture of yourself in what looks like a private airplane lounging around, and you say uh, uh, negotiating tips from you know 30,000 feet up or something like that. You've got an article like that. Am I right? Yep. Yep. Okay. I do. So that's what yeah. you're recommending for somebody. And the guy, and the guy, 
Yes, and the guy, I was on, I was literally on my laptop. He asked me a question um, on InMail and LinkedIn, and as I do a lot of times, because I work a desk actively, I'm not just in front of the camera, um, I usually take my hands-on experience and quickly convert it to an article or a breadcrumb, and that just absolutely flew out of me in 25 minutes, and I posted it. And while I was there, my director of photography was with me. He picked the picture up, and we put it together as a single as a single piece of uh uh, content and I think it got really good engagement too, if I'm not mistaken. And I didn't expect and, it. And to. I got to tell people, I got to tell people, and they can say that I'm sucking up to Joe. I don't care what they say, okay? But what sticks in my mind is that picture of you on the plane, and it helps me remember the content because it's not just content, right? It's that picture. I, that's why that's why I'm stressing it. I think the visuals that you use incessantly. I think they help you, and I think that other people could reproduce them. Okay, that's all I wanted to say. Animal, okay, there's a study else. on that. Animal, there's a study on that. If you just use words, which in, within 72 hours, only about 5% of the content gets remembered. If you use words and a picture, 70% of the content gets remembered over 72 hours, and oftentimes it gets recalled almost 10 years later. And I'll, I will email you that study, and it's, and okay. it's been supported many times. Yeah, yeah, we know we know now that all these studies are baloney and they can't be replicated. There's a huge scandal about studies, but I'm telling you from my personal experience, I remember that article and there I remember go. the picture, okay? Even if you don't read the article, you know the title and the picture. That's going to stick. Okay, that's why I keep stressing this guy's got picture over a uh, picture after himself. After a while, you do feel if Joe Mullins calls you, you know who it is. Okay, that's why I'm agreeing with him. But here's something he says that I think is controversial. I'm going to read it, then I'm going to do an ad, okay, and we'll come back and get the answer. Joe says, he, I, I, I took this right out of his mouth, we, about the people he's hiring now. We are bringing in people who have nothing to do with the telephone. But they're reaching out and messaging and engaging and providing an unbelievable candidate experience okay i want to talk about that you're hiring recruiters who are phone phobic or something like that i don't know what it means just hold your horses while i do an ad for my good friends at hire tool h i r e t u a l in case you don't know what it is and i don't if you don't know what hire tool is and you're a recruiter you are an idiot okay i'm just going to tell you everybody's talking about it it's the most famous most popular sourcing tool around here's what you do you go to hiretool.com you put in your search in normal english they create a search string for you it searches site after site linkedin github facebook and it brings you back a list of candidates in ranked order from top to bottom the top matches your search most closely they guess what these people are earning, they guess which candidates are most likely to be ready to leave. I don't know exactly how they do it. It works fast. And you know what? They're pretty good at giving you contact information as well. And you can try out their free Chrome extension to test that. You know, they give you emails, work emails, personal emails, work and personal uh, phone, cell phone numbers, stuff like that. Not all the time, but a lot of the time. So H-I-R-E-T-U-A-L, all the great people are using it and raving about it. HireTool.com. Okay, so I gave you a question. Are you going to answer it? 
sure, you know what? So I got to tell you something. Shit. I got to tell you, shit is an animal bad word. And if you actually did your research, you'd know that, and you wouldn't use it on this show. Okay? Why? Got to know Why? your shit. Got to know your shit. It's an ugly word. And and people who you know aren't inventive, we've got a guy here who uses fancy words like bespoke. He doesn't have have to say I know my shit. Okay? Because we're not talking about shit. There. Okay? Huh. Go ahead. Answer my question, please, Joey. <laughs> wow. You kill me with that. Get your um, shit together, Joe. Uh, e. Yeah, um, I'm working on it. So, look. You the, know what? Uh, we, Jerry Jerry likes taking pictures. He, he could do all the things you're doing, and he never will. Yep. I just got to tell you. Never will. He's very personable. He'd be great in videos. You great. know what? He just will never will, okay? It won't Go happen. ahead. But, it's okay. okay. It's not for everybody, and I'm not, not suggesting it's the only way. Right. Right. Yeah. Okay. So, so answering your question uh, about me hiring people and they interact with uh, individuals in the marketplace and they never get on the phone. That's your question, correct? They have nothing to do with the telephone. Your own words. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. No. No. So first of all, you you got to take a point of view, right? The challenge is most people have to get over the classic perspective of what recruiting has been, right? So everybody's tracked in that dogma. Because that's the way you've built your practice. That's the way you make your money. So as you shared, and thanks for that, whenever you put pressure on bullshit or someone's security blanket, people generally don't like it or can't understand it. And so our firm absolutely quick, brings quick, in individuals. Quick point of order. Animal is bullshit a subset <laughs> of the general shit topic. I knew that, I knew that was coming to I like bullshit's an okay word. I allow bullshit, okay? Right. Bullshit's fine. Okay. And how All much right. is a shitload? Uh, Alan Floor. <laughs> you know what? Shitload's not bad either, okay? No, 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 no but okay. I want to know the dimensions. It's an You'll amount. You'll find out as they go. You can just keep asking questions as, as, they, as they go. Okay, let Joe get a <laughs> word in, okay? you had Mexican last night. Yeah, so the, 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 the key here is the process has changed in the recruiting world, or at least the people who I, I believe are keeping pace with how people behave today. Animal, when you and I first got into the business 28, 29 years ago, it was only the telephone. And a lot of people are trapped in that. And I get it, because that's how they made their money. And going outside of that is scary for a lot of people. I know that interaction on social platforms is proved by everything else we do outside of recruiting is super effective. You can influence, inform, entertain, facilitate online and email, in-mail, LinkedIn, Insta, whatever it is. So why would I not use those as tremendous assets to facilitate the process, either inform, facilitate, uh, 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 persuade, uh, close out a process, People don't always want to talk on the phone. How many times do you look at your phone ringing? You don't answer it, but you will respond to a text because you don't want to be bothered so on the on. phone. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm surprised that you let yourself get so verbose, okay? What you're saying is that these guys are actual recruiters, headhunters, just like you, and yeah. they are not using the phone. They're contacting people via email or uh, in-mail, yes or no, okay? How are they yeah. contacting people? Yes, yeah. in-mail, okay. email, primarily. Okay. Email, in-mail, and then, they're, and then they're having the full uh, search, because uh, you don't seem to be no. saying this and everything. No, they're loading the, the funnel. They're loading the funnel for the phone call. The, the, the contact's a catalyst for the phone conversation. So if I can take 
if I got somebody who makes 250 a year for me, right? And I've got and, and they make their 250 a year cuz they're kick ass on the telephone. But I've got other people that are kick ass um not to that extent, but they've got good skills, writing skills, engagement skills, etc., but their work is only worth 100,000 a year. Why would I have my 250 a year person not have their funnel loaded by the $100,000 a year person who's good at that? Everybody's happy, and my 250 a year person now can make three, 325, and now I have a higher retention with an employee, and I give them a tool that they're not getting anywhere else, or they're not going to pick their head up and start their own firm or go to work at Bob's Jobs down the block. And okay, so what are, these, more, what are these people who have nothing to do with the telephone, who are loading your funnel for the phone superstars, what are they doing exactly? They're, they're just sending out uh, recruiting emails? Is, is that it? They'll take a job order, right? Or they'll sit in on the job order. They will then help craft the job description for the posting on LinkedIn recruiter. They'll put that out. They'll also write the messaging for the LinkedIn recruiter. They'll launch that on the project list on the LinkedIn recruiter. They will engage. The person will say, hey, I want to know more, or yeah, I'm interested. At that point, they'll load that over to the person on the phone for the phone call. The person on the phone call is doing nothing but setting up A calls all day long using their superpowers in that area. Okay, right? hold and on. Then so let's it, come back to these people. You're bringing in people who've got nothing to do with the phone. So, you know, I don't know why people say craft instead of write or leverage instead of use. This amazes me. But, you know, you're one of them. So you say they craft a, a message. What does that mean? What's in that message? Is it is it lengthy? Is, or, is nope, it lengthy? Nope, nope. Nope, nope. It starts out, we keep them pretty uh, uh, tight. In other words, hey, this is Joe Mullings. Um, I had seen that you worked at Boston Scientific on an interventional cardiology spot uh, or product. Uh, I've got a VP opening up in the Boston area. Uh, please let me know if you'd like to connect. Now, remember, Animal, they are getting that, and they already know me. So now they're like, oh, shit, Mullings is calling. Uh, you shit, but that's cool. Um, oh, shit, Mullings is calling. Um, he's got something. I will answer a short message from Mullings on that because I know he and or his team or organization knows the interventional cardiology world from all the content that they put out. This is where that entire chorus comes together on influencing behavior for people to lean in. And when they lean in, then they get on the phone, and then the old school recruiter takes over. Okay. Alan Fleur, do you have anything to say about this? Because to me, this doesn't sound that impressive. I mean, all you have to do is be able to write in English in order to do that job. I mean, there's nothing to brag about there. Are you still with us, Alan? No. Anybody else want to comment? I already gave mine. Anybody want to comment on this? No? I, I think maybe uh, one, of the, one of the keys isn't so much the, the crafted message. It's just the fact that it's a... It's a note from somebody that they recognize. And if yep. they're not interested in considering change, it doesn't matter. But if they are, Correct. and especially combine, combine a possible interest in something new with familiarity of the Joe Mullings brand, it doesn't matter if a monkey wrote it. Okay. <laughs> You're, I think right? Jerry, Jerry, made a, Jerry made a point. And, and uh, the thing is, the, the thing is, you've divided the workloads, division of labor, people who can uh, you know, have spelling skills and, and things like that and uh, don't, uh, you know, edit something and leave in the stuff, half the stuff they should have edited out. Those are the people who write the emails and, uh, and act as support staff, essentially, for the, 
for the real recruiters who are still on the, the phone. Okay, what goes into the subject line of these messages, Joe? Mm, a lot of times it's, uh, we like the word leadership a lot. Uh, if it's a Boston-based target, we'll say it's a Boston company. So it depends where and who that's going to because that's usually what defines it getting opened or not. So geography may play, tech may, be, may play, or previous experience at a competing company may go into it, but something that they know, they realize, I know where they are, I paid attention, I actually read their profile, and I put yeah, something in there. Yeah, what goes into there. the subject line? Subject line, subject That's line. what goes into it. No, no, no. Yeah, Listen, Boston-based Boston based leadership opportunity catheter. Right, that's one. So if it, so let's say it's an LA person, and I'm trying to get them to Boston. I'll say leadership role, uh, interventional cardiology, uh, and I won't say Boston-based, right? Because I don't want them to self-select out until I give them the opportunity, and then they can self-select out. So it matters who and where I'm sending it to. We don't, we don't uh, carpet bomb emails or in-mail. We just don't do that. Everything is really looked at closely. So okay. I would rather send so, out 50 bespoke uh, emails instead of 150 carpet bombers. See, here's the thing, Joe. I mean, you're a guy who knows your market. Most people don't know what bespoke means. I know, okay? I know. And I know that most people don't. So anyway, here, here's the thing. Uh, so are these just uh, LinkedIn messages? Why do you messages? say that most people don't? I believe that. Maybe I'm wrong. That's how I'm wrong. Uh, what's it mean? <laughs> Who Phil? <laughs> Phil? Phil? There's an English guy. There's an English guy on the line, actually. Okay, but hold on a second. So, uh, are you sending emails? Will you send an email to somebody's office with that leadership opportunity subject line, or is that a hot potato? I I try not to go in on that. You know, I, I can't speak for all my headhunters, but I, I try to keep it on in mail because that's that's something. And I thought it was a brilliant move by LinkedIn early on in is the individual owns it, the company doesn't. So um, I try and keep all of that sensitive stuff to uh, in-mail. Uh-huh. But actually, if, if the person has a brain in their head, their in-mail is actually coming to their – well, maybe it's going to their personal email account, right? Maybe it's not going to their work uh, email. Right. I think the right question that? to me was, do I send it to their uh, work email? I try not to, and I try to give guidance yeah. to okay. my team. But if you're, I'm saying if, if you're sending it to their LinkedIn account – and LinkedIn notifies them at work, it's already coming into their work account, right? If someone sends yeah, me a message control. on LinkedIn, it's forwarded to my, e my regular email account. I don't wait till I go there to, to see it. Okay. Okay. I can't control okay. that. So, yeah, okay. So there's three minutes left. I've got to tell you something. I'm going to say, Jerry complained that I had you back here. We talked a lot about what we talked about last time, but I found it really interesting. I'd like you to come back every few uh, months. I didn't really complain. I just made an observation, dude. Yeah, well, your observation was complaining. Was I was just... This guy's a good guest. He's got a lot of I didn't of say he's not. He needs a little guidance, I'll admit, okay? But I'm here to well, give it to him. I can tell him. it was a dead show. You think it was a dead show? Uh, just, I mean, uh, no many, not many questions from the uh, from the audience. I mean... Alan was here. He said something, and then he he left. I mean, is anybody else even here? Hello. You know what? I, I mean, I'm here. I, yeah, I don't know. Joe's a great Michael guy. G. Cox. Michael G. Cox, do you think I'm spending too much time on social media marketing? Is is I find it interesting, and I don't think you know the uh, the audience is always bright enough to realize 
what's good. This guy's a good guest. I want him to yeah. come back every two or three months, okay? I don't think you're spending too much time on it. The, the fact is that most people aren't doing it or, or doing it yeah. right, doing it consistently. Okay. But with, with when they hear a guy like Joe, who's very successful at it, and, you know, maybe the thing is they, they don't conceptualize it the, the right way. He puts so much effort into it. And I was willing to say, look, I heard about this a zillion years ago, but then I looked at his stuff. It makes an impact. I've said it again and yeah. again now. The videos, the pictures, the articles, it's got an impact, and I think what he's, so, what he's selling us is the real thing, okay? I don't, Absolutely. You know, I don't know if it will work. Yeah. You, and, yeah and the single is. desk. Animal, the sin, single desk can absolutely do it. In other words, if, if you decide in, in, in two, three months you want me back on and I just give a roadmap literally to the single desk office or the dual desk office, yeah. I would be more than happy to do that. That's what you were them. doing today. Hey, buddy. <laughs> hey, <laughs> That's what you were doing we, we today. Why, on it, but that only that got as much coverage as the yoga pants. That's office. the problem. Yeah, I don't know. We, Jerry, we started off with yoga pants. Elizabeth Warren and marijuana. What's better than oh, that? Okay. I missed it. Oh my God. Yeah. Those are my three Delicious. favorite things. Uh, yeah. Not all at the same time, mind you. Oof. Okay. No. So well, you might not all at if, the same time. If, if Joe's got a ton of articles where he explains stuff pretty well on LinkedIn, if you want to check him out, go to LinkedIn. Joe's great. He's yeah. great. It's yeah, just way over our heads. Yeah, now Jerry's back peddling. Yeah, okay. J O E M J O E M U L L I N G S, okay, on LinkedIn. Uh what's your company's uh, URL? The Mullings Group? Uh no, just mullingsgroup.com. Mullingsgroup.com. You know, one day you're going to have to tell us all about your background as a mixed martial artist, uh how you got so muscular, how you got all those tattoos. About all that stuff, okay? I could in probably kick your ass. <laughs> in probably. the meantime, I, I had a great Let's time today. There. Joe Mullings, thank you! <laughs>
Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.